Hey, everybody. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you praying for each and every one of you. Week two, man, we're in a powerful series, The Power of Pentecost. Last week, we talked about the power of manifestation and demonstration. And when I was done ministering, my dad came to me and he said, hey, I want you to think about some of the acts that occurred after this mighty move of God. They were all filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Peter preaches 3,000 are saved and uh, a community comes together. But then we think about it going down into Acts chapter number three. Uh, we can look at the power of where Peter and the disciples, they heal the lame man at the gate. I want to simply talk to you about how the power of Pentecost doesn't stop in Acts 2. It just begins there is going to be an overflowing of the power of the Holy Ghost that will allow us to go beyond just Sunday morning worship. It's going to go beyond just us doing virtual worship. It's going to go into places that we can't reach. It's going to go into those moments where people are healed and people are delivered, but here it is. There is a consequence to the power of God because you got to understand that the enemy is always prepared to counter every move of God. They're your haters. Come on now. And we talked about that. It's simply amazing that in every move of God, you're always going to have your persecutors. There were persecutors that came to persecute uh, uh, Peter and John, how they were arrested for preaching the message and the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to be really inspired today as we talk on the power of revelation of how Peter reveals the fulfillment of what was to come and why it came and the reason that it came and the reason that it did what it did. It moved 120 people with the filling of the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's get right to the word. But before that, enjoy some worship. I'll see you in a few. Peace. Hey, everybody, let the words in my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight, O oh Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer, the power of Pentecost. Week number two, the power of revelation. You heard me talk about in our, in our pre-moment uh, where we begin to talk about today's lesson. I really want you to be encouraged that in every move of God, in every move of God, as my mentor of worship has always taught us, Bishop William Murphy III, worship always precedes every move of God. I want you to understand that it was a move of worship that preceded the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this worship was already taking place above our head in the heavens. It was already taking place with the angels and the 24 elders bowing down and worshiping the Father. Uh, I believe that they were in the upper room and they were worshiping God through prayer, through the reading of the Word, through their times of fellowship. In, in their times of waiting, uh, there was a moment, those were moments uh, that created a, an intimate moment of worship. Today I want to talk about the power of revelation. We can see right here in Acts chapter number 2. In verse number 17, well, starting really at verse number 14, uh, Peter begins to preach. Come on now, there, there is power. When you think about the life of Peter, it's so amazing that our last message in April 
had to do everything, dealt with the power of restoring Peter back to his rightful place. Had Jesus not come back to the shore, had he not come back to find Peter, I don't believe that we would see this powerful move of God taking place in Acts. Well, probably it could have been somebody else. But I really believe that Jesus understood that Peter's next assignment was going to be very important. So he wanted to restore him back to his place. He wanted to restore him. And now we can see the fulfillment of what restoration does when you and I release denial and we walk into the place of full restoration. We can see it right here. Uh, Acts chapter number 2, verse number 14, it says, But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his hands and declared to them, Men of Judah and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my word. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But I want you to give heed to my word. I, I want to read those two verses again. Uh, but Peter taking his stand with the eleven. Come on now, he, he's bold. He's now moving in authority. He's now moving under the power of the, of the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, being filled with the power, being, being, being deputized with the power of the Holy Ghost. See, that's what the Holy Ghost does. It, 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 it gives you authority to be bold. It gives you authority to stand when nobody else will stand. Come on now. I, I know that I'm going to cross some theological bounds here. The, the Holy Ghost is not you just speaking in tongues and tarrying before God. I, I really want to just bring this out. Uh, the power of the Holy Ghost, it releases confidence to stand for God. It releases boldness to pray when it seems impossible. It, it releases you to operate under the authority of God's power when the enemy is coming to work against you. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. And then it'll lead you to the altar. Come on now. Uh, it, it's just not tarrying on the altar. It's, it's just not going under the water and you getting up speaking in tongues. Come on now. Uh, the power of the Holy Ghost uh, releases a boldness for the rest of your life. Come on now. It, it will release the authority of God for you to take over territories that you could have never taken over. It will, it will release uh, increase and prosperity in your life for you to speak things into existence that have not uh, become tangible in your life. The power of the Holy Ghost. We can see Peter walking in it here. He says, but Peter taking his stand with the eleven raised his voice and declared to them, men of Judah and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my word. For these men are not drunk as you suppose. Come on now. For it is only the third hour of the day, the power of revelation. Come on, let me peel this back here. After the move of the Holy Ghost, as they all begin to speak in their own language, uh, there were the naysayers. Come on now. There were your persecutors. Now, y'all heard me talk about it. There are your followers. There are your spectators. There are your tagalongs. 
there are your persecutors, and then there are your disciples. Come on now, which one of these do you believe is in the crowd? They were all drunk. Come on now, they're, they're on some type of drug. Uh, they're on some type of overdose. Come on now, this is just an overreaction. Can I tell you? Uh, no, 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 no. This was not an overreacting moment. Uh, it was a defined, manifested moment that arrived from heaven itself. Come on now. Heaven came down and it filled the room with a rushing, mighty, violent wind, and they were all filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And that evidence is that they begin to speak in an unknown language that was not familiar to those who were not connected. Come on now. See, when you're not connected, you believe that the power of the Holy Ghost is phony. You believe that the move of God is not real. You believe that God is just some made-up person. But when you're connected, oh, when you are connected to the move of God and you're connected to, the, to, to, to who God is, you understand that something different has occurred. And outside in the crowd, they begin to say, oh, they're just drunk. Come on now. Uh, uh, we, we know that we can hear them all speaking in their own language, and we can, they're just drunk. Uh, they're just in the room. They had too much wine, but I'm here to put the enemy of your flesh, of your mind, of your carnal spirit on on notice that we are not drunk. We're just filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And because we're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, we're getting ready to allow you to understand that there is a revelation to what we're doing here. And Peter says, I want to bring notice to you all that you need to take heed to my words today. As you suppose that we're drunk, we're not drunk. Come on now. When, when you think about this, when you think about this move of God, uh, I want to talk about these, the, these three areas that the power of revelation uh, exposes or it unpacks for us because Peter begins to preach right here. Come on now. Uh, he's bold enough to stand with the eleven and he begins to preach. Uh, he begins to reveal what has happened. Come on now. The power of revelation revealed the fulfillment of Jesus' ministry. Come on now. When you walk in the power of God, you're actually fulfilling uh, uh, the revealed ministry of Jesus Christ. Come on now. When you and I operate in spiritual authority and spiritual boldness, uh, we're actually reflecting the ministry of Jesus Christ. Come on now. The power Power of revelation, uh, it reveals what has already been said. Come on now, in verse number 17, uh, verse number 16, it says, but this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. Come on now, Peter begins to say, no, 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 we're not drunk. I, I, I need to get your attention right here, church, uh, that this word was already spoken. So what we're doing here is just a fulfillment of what has already been said. So let me clarify. Let me reveal to you what has already been said. And it shall be in the last days, come on now, uh, that God says that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind and on your sons and your daughters and they shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Uh, the power of revelation, it reveals what has already been said. 
Number two, the power of a revelation, it clarifies what has been done. Come on now. What was done? Come on now. The move of God hit this place. Come on now. The move of God. 120 people in an upper room received the power of God. It reveals what has been said. It clarifies what has been done, a move that has been manifested and demonstrated through 120 people that the power of God has came to fulfill the ministry of Jesus Christ. Come on now. Come on now. So the power of revelation, it reveals, it clarifies, and then it unseals what is true. Come on now. Come on. What is true? Come on now. We're not drunk. Come on now. This is a move of God. I need somebody to say it just like Tasha Cobbs Leonard sings it. This is a move of God. I need you to testify today that a move of God has occurred in my life. A move of God has occurred in my house. A move of God will occur on my job. It's going to occur in our communities. It will occur in our young people. It's going to occur in the school systems, in the government. This is a true move of God. We're not drunk. We're not strung out on some type of addiction where we don't know what's happening and we're just in this room making up something. Uh, the power of Pentecost was not something that was made up by man. It was not something that was made up by some sorcerer. It was a move of God that was already predicted to happen. Jesus had already told them that the power of the Holy Ghost will come upon you at the appointed time. Come on now. I need you to understand it. Uh, he clarifies it in Joel where he begins to talk about it. But the power of revelation, it unseals the truth. What is hidden to the natural and unbelieving spirit. They couldn't believe it. Why? Because they didn't know. And sometimes the beginning of the movement, God will use a remnant of people to rescue those who are unable to believe. Come on now. Everybody in the room were believers. Everybody in that room, I believe, was assigned to be there on that day. And because they were there, they understood their assignment. And that assignment was to reflect the manifestation and the demonstration of the power of God. And Peter now understands that it is his job to explain what is going on. There, there, there are a lot of times that we have movements and there's nobody to explain what is going on. You know, when I grew up, they say, you don't question God. Uh, you better close your mouth. And how dare you ask me what type of move this is? I don't know what y'all doing. I just see y'all speaking in tongues. I see everybody running running around. Uh, are they afraid? Are they scared? Uh, what's going on? Did they see an angel? What's happening? And people leave with no explanation. Peter says, no, 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 no. We're not going to start this move out with rumors. We're going to cut the rumors in half. Nobody's drunk. This is the power of God, and it's a real move of God. The power of revelation. Peter's sermon declares to those who are unable to believe what they have seen or what they have heard. He, he, he says, let me declare it to you. 
Come on now. He, he says it right there in Acts 2, 15 through 17. He said, for these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. It's only the third hour of the day. We ain't drank nothing. Come on now. We, we don't have that much wine to be drunk right now. But when the power of the Holy Ghost hits your life, come on now. Somebody's going to look at you crazy. Somebody's going to think you didn't lost your mind. Your boss is going to look at you and be like, did you get enough sleep? Your, somebody's going to look at you and say, are you out of your mind if you're like my sister? When the power of the Holy Ghost hits you, she's out for days. I remember when the power of the Holy Ghost hit my daddy one time, and he walked around the house, and he was just looking, didn't know where he was, and we're standing there, but he knew that we were laughing at him. And he said, don't laugh at me because the power of God is on my life. Sometimes we're laughing when we should be interceding. Sometimes we're accusing when we should be connecting to what God has already done, the power of revelation. Come on now. The, the, the power of revelation, it came to do what? Fulfill Jesus' death. He died on the cross. Come on now. He died on a bloody cross. He died on a stained cross. He died with nails in his hand. He died with the, with the pierced side. He died with the crown of thorns pressed down into his head. He died with nails in his feet. He died where he was beaten and bruised. He died wow, with all type of marks on his body to where they could not recognize him. But let me tell you this, uh, he didn't die by man's hand. Uh, it was when he decided that the fulfillment of his work was already done. He said, Lord, it is finished. Uh, I give it up to you now. I commend my spirit to you now. Jesus did not die at the hand of the Jews. He did not die at the hand of his persecutors. He died when he understood that he had fulfilled the work of his father. I sent my only begotten son into the world so that you might have life more abundantly. Come on now. The, the power of revelation and the power of Pentecost, it comes to fulfill, come on now, his death and his burial. Come on now, he was buried in a tomb. Now, they took him off the cross. They wrapped him up. They cleaned him up and they buried him. But the word of God says that in three days, don't worry about looking for me. In three days, don't worry about crying for me. In three days, don't worry about where I am. I ain't going to be where you buried me. I ain't going to be where you brought me in. That when you come back and look for me, I ain't going to be here. Because in three days, somebody said, that Baptist preacher's coming out of me this morning. In three days, he got up. In three days, he rose with all power in his hand. In three days, he got up with the nail print still in his hand, with the wound in his side. Ah, come on now, with the scar still on his body. But I need you to understand, he was in his glorified body when he got up. I need you to understand, he ain't in the tomb. He's not dead, but he's alive. The power of Pentecost not only fulfills his death, not only fulfills his, his burial, but it fulfills his resurrection. Uh, when he got up, he made sure that somebody saw him. When he got up, he made sure that his boys saw him again. He made sure that he ate with them. He made sure that he spent time with them. He even went into the room where doubting Thomas stood. And Thomas said, if I cannot put my hand in the middle of your hands, I will not believe. 
believe. If I can't see the wound in your side, I won't believe. Jesus said, well, come on, bruh. I need you to bring it on because I'm here with holes in my hand, with a hole in my side, with holes in my feet. I need you to understand it is me, but I am in my glorified body. And if you got enough patience, if you got enough trust in me, I will leave this earth and I will ascend up to my Father, but I won't leave you comfortless. If you will just wait in Jerusalem and Judea, if you will just wait on me, if you'll just wait on a move of God, if you'll be strong enough, if you'll be committed enough, if you and I will be dedicated enough to just wait on a move of God, we will experience the true power of Pentecost. Hey, I need somebody to understand. Peter begins to preach, and as he preaches, come back next week. Come on, come back next week. Uh, the power of revelation, it reveals death. It reveals the burial. It reveals the resurrection. And it reveals the ministry of Jesus Christ. His ministry was not fake. His ministry was not phony. His ministry was not made up. But everything that Jesus said that he would do, he did. And it is fulfilled with the power and the filling of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost, Pentecost had come. Ah, they were all together in one room and suddenly out of nowhere from heaven a rushing violent mighty wind filled the entire house where they were already sitting. The power of revelation says to you and I that we have to reveal what the Word of God says. We need to clarify what has already been done, and then it needs to be unsealed by speaking the truth. I, I want to read this to you again. Come on now, what has been said, and it shall be in the last days. Are we not in the last days? Come on now, God says that I will pour forth my spirit, not pour out, I will pour forth. Come on now, onward and upward toward the light. Come on, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. He says that I will pour forth. Come on now, I'm going to pour it forward. Hallelujah. I, I'm not just looking to pour it into you, but I'm going to pour forth my spirit into all mankind, not just into the Baptists, not just into Catholics, not just into your own denomination, but he said all mankind. That is a summation, meaning that I will pour forth my spirit into the entire existence of all mankind. Come on now. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams. Come on now. Even my bond slaves, both men and women, and I will in those days pour forth my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will grant wonders in the sky above and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great glorious day of the Lord shall come and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The power of Pentecost. Come on now. Ain't no devil in hell. 
Come on now. Ain't no murder. Come on now. Ain't no gangs. I'm saying it. Ain't no drug addiction. Come on now. Ain't no racism gonna prevail against God's church. Come on now. And I will build my church upon this rock. Ain't no divorce. Ain't no adultery. Ain't no pornography. Ain't nothing in the earth that's gonna be more powerful than the move of God. It is the power of Pentecost. I need you to say it, and suddenly, and suddenly, when you and I understand that the Holy Ghost is real, when you and I understand, oh, Rabbi, I know somebody's going to get mad at me, but you ain't got to be baptized just to get the Holy Ghost. Come on now. There wasn't no baptismal pool in that upper room. They were sitting there. They were worshiping. They were waiting with great anticipation and expectation, and the power of God fell. I can tell you right now, the power of God can hit you right now. The power of God can hit you at your job. The power of God can fall on you in your car. The power of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of Pentecost can fall on you at any moment. So you and I have to be prepared to receive it. Come on now. I need you to get it now. I need you to get it. Come on now. Don't, don't just, don't put the power of Pentecost in a box. I, I know some of my brothers are going to come after me, but I'm not talking to y'all. I ain't talking to y'all. I'm talking to the unbeliever right now. I'm talking to the person that is wanting God to do something crazy. You're drugged out in your mind right now, and you need the God to fall in your life. You're sitting in a jail cell right now, and your lawyer can't get you out, and you need the power of God to speak on your behalf. The doctor can't do enough surgery. The chemo can't do enough. And you need God to heal you of cancer. You need God to heal you of diabetes. The power of the Holy Ghost can come upon you right now and change your entire life. You ain't got to wait till you get to church. You can get it right now on RC Virtual. Lift up your hands and receive the power of the Holy Holy Ghost, come on now, come on now. We keep putting the Holy Ghost in a box. Uh, come on now, come on. I know some people are gonna get mad at me, but stay right here. I'm talking to the drug dealer. You can get healed right there selling drugs. Come on now. I'm talking to the gang leader. You can get healed right there throwing up that gang sign. Come on now. God can deliver you right there. All you got to do is stand and expect the power of God to hit your life suddenly. Come on now. Come on now. The power of Pentecost is beyond a Sunday morning experience. The power of Pentecost is a lifetime moment. Come on now. The power of Pentecost don't just have to happen 50 days after Easter. The power of Pentecost can happen today before we celebrate it. The power of Pentecost can happen anytime that you prepare yourself to receive a move of God. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Come on now. I know, I know, I know, I know. But God has graced me to give it to you the way that he gave it to me. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. My, my exegetical unpacking probably was not in your lane. I'm, I'm not talking to you today. I, I'm talking to the one that really needs to be saved. I'm talking to the one that has never felt the power of God. I'm talking to the one that is in pain right now, and you need to receive the power of God. You can't get to the church. You can't sow a $1,000 offering, but what you can is lift your hand, and we can touch and agree right through this screen that the power of God is going to save your son. The power of God is going to save 
save your marriage. The power of God is going to heal grandmama. The power of God will open her blind eyes. It will resurrect the dead. The power of God will make the lame walk. But we've got to believe that God can do it. Come on now. It ain't about your performance. It ain't about your song. Come on now. It's about believing and resting in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I speak to you right now, and I declare that through this red dot today that the power of the Holy Ghost is going to change your life for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, that you will now receive the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost right now, be baptized in the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Come on, stay with me. As we transition into this mode of worship, I, I need you to, to just say what you need the power of God to do in your life. Come on, put it in the chat. Come on, let's pray together. Come on, let's stay together. Let's dwell together because of this grace of worship on our life. God is going to change, and he's going to fill the city of Cleveland like never before through worship. Come on now. Come on, as we transition, I love you. I'll be back in a few moments. God bless you. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the lamb there is power power wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb the power of revelation the power of revelation that clarifies that reveals and unseals the unhidden truths that unbelievers are not able to see we can see that Peter's message reveals the fulfillment of Jesus' ministry, his death, his burial, and his resurrection because he died, because he rose again, and because he's living today. It says that our old men shall dream dreams. Come on now, that our sons and daughters shall prophesy, that our young men shall see visions. Because of the power of Pentecost, we can see that this move has awakened what was dead. There is revival in the power of Pentecost. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers on today. I'm so sorry that I didn't get a chance to say it. I went right into my sermon, but forgive you, Pastor. Hey, I love each and every one of you. To all of the mothers, to my lovely wife, baby, I love you. Thank you for being the greatest mother. To my daughter, Jaira, love you, girl. Man, you're doing an awesome job with Chloe. Really appreciate you. To all of our mothers, the founding mothers, come on now. Mom Graves, we love you. Mom Janice, I love you. Mom Powell, I love you. Mom Williams, we love you. Hey, she's distant away from us, but she's a founding mother, one of our mothers. Hey, we love you, Mother Brown. And to Mother Nadine, we really appreciate all of our mothers today. Thank you to each and every mother. Thank you for being a nurturer. Thank you for being our rescuer. You're not just help needs, but you rescue each and us, each and every one of us from the dangers of life. And so we celebrate you on today. As we celebrate you, I want you to have a great day. Hey, let's look forward to next week. 
May 16th is going down 6 p.m. I pray that you've already registered. I pray that you've volunteered to come and help us serve. I pray right now that the move of God is going to take place. Covenant Community Church right there in the heart of Kinsman. Bishop, uh, we thank you, Bishop Burge, for allowing us to be there. I need you to join us next week. Next week. May 16th, 6 p.m., Reignite Worshiping Communion is going down. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. And again, happy Mother's Day to each and every one of our mothers. God bless you. I love you.